0: Now to talk some NFL, it is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers in Field Goals podcast as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Brandon, it's great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you are doing well here on this week of Christmas.
1: Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you, Anthony, and, and to everyone out there listening. Well, Brandon, I think you got a little Christmas
0: gift a little early, uh, but you got to give me your thoughts. Jets beating the Rams and setting up potentially for this weekend, a simple win for the Seattle Seahawks and an NFC West crown.
1: Yes, the Rams lost to the Jets. The the gift that gives just throughout the week, because not only that, I, I could celebrate that after the Seahawks winning, but now... Because the Seahawks play the Rams, I get to you know, interview guests of, of people who cover the Rams and talk about how they lost to the Jets. So this is it, it's just a glorious week, Anthony.
0: Very much so. And with that, let's dive into the win over the Washington football team. This game at one point was 20 to three, but in the second half, Washington was able to mount a comeback. It does come up short here. But what did you take away from this game?
1: It was frustrating, and I know a lot of Seahawks fans after the game were frustrated with this team's inability to really put a team away at the end, and one of the things we talked about after the game is if if I was more frustrated with the offense or the defense, and even having a chance to go back and and look at how it played out, I, I'm still more frustrated with the way that the defense operated. Just because, you know, I, they get this, uh, they get up by 17 points, and it's like they they take the foot off the gas a little bit. And on offense, there were just a couple plays that they missed out on. But on defense, I really felt like they could have continued to be more aggressive. And I know they're worried about giving up the play, letting the team back in it quickly. But I, I just would have liked to see the defense continue to play aggressive late in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, they get the job done. Thankfully, it doesn't come down to, you know, it, well, it comes down to the final Hail Mary pass to the end zone. But uh, I was feeling pretty good about the defense at that point.
0: Well, I was going to say, Brandon, one of the key things, is obviously, when we talked about early on, this defense was bad. But now the last right. couple of weeks, his defense has really gotten better. Obviously, Adam's back is huge. Carlos Dunlap's been helping, obviously, 40 sacks so far on the season, which has been a, a big key for this defense. Um, what do you think about this going forward? Is this something that is, you're seeing sustainable? Because, again, I do want to question this just because of who's being who you guys are playing right now, considering this is the softer part of your guys' schedule.
1: Right. And it is the question I think is sustainable to what level, because I know a lot of people pointing at the stats of of how they're among the top in the league in terms of their defense. And it's great because they've turned it around from being one of the worst, if not the worst defense in the league. And that was when they were going up against all the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Well, it's absolutely the opposite of that here these last five or so weeks. They're going up against some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So they've they've swung from being the worst to being among the best. And I feel like the truth is probably is that it's somewhere in the middle. There is there are defensive improvements that they've made. And D.J. Reed is one of those guys. Having him as the opposite corner from Shaquille Griffin, I think, is going to make a huge difference. Having a healthy Jamal Adams uh, from what we didn't have early on in the season is a big difference. And then adding Carlos Dunlap to that defensive line. Also makes a difference. So I don't think they're going to continue to be a, among the you know top defenses just based uh, of everything what we've seen. But I do think it's going to be a, enough of an average defense to as long as the the offense can you know kind of get back toward to toward where it was early on in the season and uh, and so they can have more of a balanced football team. Well, that's the interesting
0: part about this, Brandon, is because again, with this offense, as we talk about this defense kind of rounding into shape here, as you just mentioned, the offense is kind of taking, it's taken at least it feels like a few steps backwards. It feels like the passing game is not where it once was. Uh, and again, we saw that Russell Wilson not eye-popping numbers. And again, obviously the Washington uh, defense is really, really good, especially with the front four that they have. But as we get into the playoffs, all these, de- all these teams are going to have good defenses and at least... Semi-decent pass rushers. I mean, I, I look at the teams here. Someone's going to have a good pass rusher every single week in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I think we we from what we saw early on in the season, defenses were kind of struggling to catch up, and now they go down this stretch where they are playing top defensive lines and, and really good defenses. You know, the Giants have a good defense. Washington, obviously. The reason why we didn't see a lot of, of passing from Russell Wilson in the offense in this game is, one, the, the run game was working well. And, you know, two, I, I think they wanted to to go to the quick passing game to try and keep Russell Wilson upright. And it's worked well because over the last two weeks, it's, it's been the first time where Russell Wilson has had back to back weeks with zero sacks in his career. So it's taken him nine seasons to, to do it. But it, it was part of the strategy against this really good Washington defensive line.
0: Right now, we are with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals Podcast. Brandon, let's turn the attention to this week as the Seahawks get ready to take on the Rams here. Uh, week 10, the Rams got the better, 23-16. to 16. Seahawks uh, took six sacks, two interceptions to go along with it. Very frustrating day for the offense. How different do you think this game will be, considering obviously at that time there were numerous injuries for the Seahawks? How different is this game going to be compared to Week 10?
1: It is going to be a little bit different. And you mentioned the turnovers. Uh, Russell's gotten a lot better at, at cleaning those up. He did have the one turnover against Washington. It was a, a great play by the defender to, to tip the pass. But I think they can avoid those. Kyle Fuller isn't going to be starting at center. They had a fumble on on the exchange in that game against the Rams, too, where they turned it over. So three turnovers against the Rams in that game. And, and yeah, they're going to have to do uh, a lot better. Obviously, if they're going to be able to beat the Rams, this is the game for the Seahawks have the ability to win the NFC West by beating the Rams right here. And so playing at home, if they can avoid those turnovers, if they can hold the Rams early on in the game, one of the problems was against that Rams team the first time they faced is that in the first three possessions, they gave up 17 points. And what we saw with the Jets, them able to hold that Rams offense early on and, and put them kind of behind the sticks. That Jared Goff is not you know known for his comebacks. So if you can hold that offense early, then I do like the Seahawks' chances a lot better. How different is this game going to be considering the fact
0: the stable of running backs is obviously going to be available, Chris Carson, Hyde, uh, Penny as well. How big is that going to be this time around?
1: Yeah, that's huge because last time it was DJ Dallas, and you know, they didn't have Chris Carson. They didn't have Carlos Hyde, and now they have Rashad Penny coming back too. So it, it's going to be much different in terms of the run game, and you know, the, you saw with the Jets their ability to get the run game going. Whether and most of those were passes to the outside. You know, they were trying to get the ball out quickly with the Rams defensive line being what it is with Aaron Donald being who he is. So that's the guy you absolutely have to worry about when you're facing the Rams defense and that uh, it's it's really encouraging to me that they're going to have all those guys healthy and then also have Shaquille Griffin back in this game opposite DJ Reed on the other outside corner. So yeah, and I think uh, Snacks Harrison too. What it was his first game back against the Rams and played kind of limited snaps. So they're going to have you know more help on the defensive line this time against the Rams too.
0: Harassing Jared Goff is the name of the game here, and obviously uh, Seattle's been able to get after quarterbacks with 40 sacks. But do you feel like to try and maximize this, because we know how much Goff struggles when there is pressure, we've seen that numerous times this season, do you feel like they can get after him with just the front four, or are they going to have to get creative and also put Adams up there as well to add even more pressure uh, to Goff?
1: I think you're definitely going to see Adams get involved. He had two sacks against Jared Goff last time these two teams played, so he's absolutely going to be part of the mix. And you see with uh, nine and a half sacks now, he added one against Washington, so they're going to want to get him to double digits now.
0: Yeah, as I to say, he's been a lot of fun to watch from coming off the edges here, and he's obviously a nightmare uh, for quarterbacks. And speaking to the offensive side, as, as we've mentioned here, uh, Brandon, obviously, with the passing game, Going to get going. I know it's going to be tough against Ramsey, uh, Williams as well, those two corners. But do you feel like DK or, or Tyler Lockett, or is it going to be somebody else that steps up to be Russell Wilson's target?
1: Yeah, well, the unfortunate thing is it's not going to be Josh Gordon. He was supposed to come back this week, so I think you're going to have to count on Will Disley. It sounds like Greg Olson is practicing this week, so if they can get their tight ends more involved, attack the middle of the field more, then, then I do think that that's the way to really move the ball against the Rams, get the run game going as well, and then you know mix in Tyler Lockett, mix in Uh, DK Metcalf and and because you you want to get Metcalf he's 65 yards away from breaking Steve Largent's single season record so we'll see if he has the ability to do that here in the the game against the Rams
0: what's the biggest thing that the Rams do that concerns you going into this week Brandon
1: oh just Aaron Donald being on the field (laughs) Anthony you know (laughs) It it, it is that guy that you just have to worry about more than anything else. And, you know, when Adam and I talk about the Rams on the Seahawkers podcast, you know, a lot of times we refer to the team name as the the one guy that you have to worry about. So it's the L.A. Aaron Donalds with with this team. Absolutely. And it's helpful that you're going to have your starting center back in in uh, up against him this time. And I but you know, at the same time, you know, you can double team the guy uh, over and over and he can still get through those and harass the quarterback. So it's just one of those guys that's tough to stop. Jalen Ramsey having an outstanding year too. You know, both their corners really having good years. So that it, it is a tough defense and it's going to be the matchup for this game to, to watch. My featured guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawks and Field Goals podcast. Coming up
0: next here, we'll make our NFL picks for week 16. It is time to make our NFL picks and joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. As we break down the Week 16 action, it is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little sad because we're down to the final two weeks of the regular season. I'm excited that Tampa Bay is still in the hunt at this point, and I may get to see some playoff football from them. But it does just seem kind of sad. We're down to the final two weeks of the NFL regular season.
1: It's wild how fast it goes sometimes. And yeah, it doesn't feel like we should already be talking about the end of the season. We see the Pro Bowl rosters rolling out and man, it is almost the end of this 2020 season.
0: Brandon, let's kick things off. Obviously, three straight days of NFL football. We'll start with Christmas Day, Minnesota at New Orleans. Who you got?
1: I am going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. I'll take an early upset. After the Saints have lost two straight games, the Vikings, though, have lost two straight. Something's got to give in this one. And I I just think that Breeze not being quite back and healthy that I like the Vikings to get the win in this one. I'm going to counter you here because I
0: actually was going to take the Vikings uh, to get the upset as well here, but I will take the Saints. I do think they can find a way to get back. I just don't trust uh, the Vikings enough at this point. Again, I, I could see... Uh, Minnesota uh, getting a win against New Orleans. And that would be great for me because, like I said, we need New Orleans to lose the rest of the way, uh, lose on Friday and lose next week. And they might have a shot still at the NFC South crown. But uh, I-, I think New oh, Orleans, that's not locked up yet. No, it's not. And that's the beautiful thing about it. So I, I really do hope that Minnesota wins. But I, yeah. I think New Orleans is going to find a way to get it done on Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh,
0: looking to Saturday. Speaking of Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. What do you got, Brandon?
1: Yeah, I took Detroit as my upset pick last week. I'm kind of regretting it against the Titans. I I just don't think that Matt Stafford is all the way right. I know he has a rib injury. He had a thumb injury earlier on the season, so I I like the Bucs to get the win.
0: San Francisco at Arizona. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win here, but it's going to be close. I think they win by three.
1: Really? I think that with San Francisco, with Nick Mullins going down, with Debo Samuel out in this game, I think the Cardinals are going to get the win here pretty handily.
0: I don't know what it is, Brandon, though, because like I said, with San Francisco, you would have thought that against L.A., L.A. would have wiped the floor with them. I just, for whatever reason, within the NFC West, I think anything is possible.
1: Oh, it is. And every team can beat every team. And that's kind of how it's been this year. I think somebody pointed out that uh, going into last week, uh, every single team in the division was two and two uh, within the division. So it's going to make for a fun final two weeks with all these divisional matchups.
0: Brandon, uh, now to our final game, which I think the Saturday game lineup is really, really good. Miami versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas has been spiraling here. Uh, Sounds like Mariota is probably going to get the start here. I like Miami to keep things going and keep them in the playoffs. And unfortunately, I think this might be the dagger that ends the Raiders.
1: Yeah, obviously, my, my upset pick went very well by me picking the Chargers over the Raiders, although neither team seemed to want to win that game when it came down to the end. The Chargers able to get the, the field goal win, and I do think that it's going to be another tough week for the Raiders just because their defense tends to give up so many points, and that's why I'm going to take Miami.
0: Moving on to Sunday, Carolina at Washington. This is a tough one to pick here, Brandon. I could I could see Washington win this game. I could see Carolina win this game. <laughs> I yeah
1: yeah. It's it's definitely feels like a coin flip type of game, and it is because of the Washington defense that I'm going to take them with the win. I, I don't know if I'm guessing Haskins is can well. He, I guess he may not be playing. Uh, especially after some of his uh, antics this week. So uh, either way, I, either way, whoever is at quarterback, I like Washington, I think, over Carolina.
0: I'm going to agree with you. I think I trust Washington's defense more uh, than I trust any part of Carolina. So I'm going to take Washington and get the win here and keep themselves uh, going in the NFC East title race. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh three straight and losing a tough one on Monday night football. We both picked Pittsburgh to beat Cincinnati and get right, but that didn't happen. And I don't think it's going to happen this week. I'm taking Indy.
1: I think everybody was picking Pittsburgh to get right uh, against that team last week. You know, I I think that there's a lot of people that are really down on Pittsburgh now. They're six and one at home, though, and the Colts coming into town. I think this is the week that the Steelers get things back on track. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh.
0: Atlanta at Kansas city. This is pretty easy.
1: Casey. Absolutely. Atlanta, you know, as, as good as they were to, to stay in the game last week. And you know, they probably arguably could have won, but you just can't count on Atlanta to close out games, which is obviously why you'd got to take the chiefs.
0: Chicago at Jacksonville bears and Jaguars here. I'm going to take the bears. Brandon, they're playing pretty good football right now. And as you mentioned earlier, they could possibly find a way into the playoffs. They have to win this week and try and find a way to beat uh green Bay the following week. So that could make it really interesting. Uh, but against a lowly Jaguars team that hasn't won yet since week one, I think the bears keep going.
1: Yeah. And Jacksonville obviously now in the running for that number one pick. So they can't screw this up. They're going to lose to Chicago. Cincinnati at Houston.
0: Uh, boy, this is the tough one too, Brennan. Who do you got? <laughs>
1: I'm going to take Houston. I know they've had a tough run, but when I look at the quarterbacks for the two teams, I can't pick against Deshaun Watson. So I am going to take the Texans at home.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take Houston as well, as much as I want to take Cincinnati for the upset after the win over Pittsburgh. uh, But I I think you're right. I think uh, Houston will get the job done.
1: Uh, New York giants at the Baltimore Ravens. I am going to take Baltimore in this one, but I do think that it could be close with that New York giants defense.
0: I'm going to take uh, Baltimore as well. They're still in the hunt and they need to keep pace. And so I'll take Baltimore as well. Plus the they Giants. got
1: Justin Tucker, you know, they, the field goal kicker. So if this game comes down to a field goal, you know, Baltimore's going to win.
0: Exactly. You can trust in Tucker. I think he's really the only kicker you can trust at this point to be kind of automatic at this point. Exactly. Cleveland at the New York Jets. Uh, I like the Browns here. I think the Jets don't win two in a row.
1: No, they, they got their one-off victory against the Rams. And, uh, I think Cleveland, especially seeing that the jets are coming off that win they, they may take this matchup now a little more seriously than they would have otherwise. And, uh, why I like the Browns
0: Denver at the chargers. I'm going to take Denver here. They've been playing some pretty good football. I think they find a way against the chargers.
1: Ooh, I thought I might uh, get an upset pick past you on this one too. I also picked the Broncos, but unlike you, and switching up with the Vikings Saints, I'm going to hang on to my pick with Denver, (laughs) and uh, and I like that win over the Chargers. They beat them. You know, it was a close game last time. It was just a one point game, and we've seen when the Chargers get down to close games. Yes, they were able to do it against the Raiders, but I just I don't like the Chargers in close games, and uh, I, I I can count on Denver. I think a little bit better there. Philadelphia at
0: Dallas, obviously Philadelphia dealing with some turmoil because now it sounds like Carson Wentz wants out of town. and I really can't blame him, but Jalen Hurts playing well through two games so far. The Cowboys, who do you got?
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts kind of proven me wrong. I, I did not think he was going to have much uh, success early on, and, and here he is with the Eagles making them kind of into a viable winner here these last few weeks. So I am going to take the Eagles over the Cowboys.
0: An upset pick here. I'm taking the Cowboys to find a way to win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, again, I know Philadelphia has played well. Their defense has played better over the last few weeks. And I know Dallas isn't a very good defense, but I just think the Cowboys at home, I think they're going to find a way against the Eagles. So I'm going to go against this one.
1: I don't know if you can count it as an upset pick, Anthony. I, I know the Eagles are favored by just a little bit, but you know, they are three and four at home. And, uh, Yeah, I I think that a lot of people are in in, in terms of picks, a lot of people going with the, well, just a slight majority of people going with the Cowboys, but it feels like a coin flip game.
0: L.A. Rams at Seattle. I think we both know how we're going with this one, Brandon.
1: Gotta go with the Seahawks over the Rams. This this Rams team lost to the Jets last week, Anthony.
0: Brandon, I I think for me with the Rams, I just think that everyone kind of bought in too soon and I think we're starting to see the real Rams team here. Again, the defense is really good, but I think Jared Goff, a lot of the same questions that we're having about Carson Wentz, they're just being amplified because the results aren't there. They can be asked about Jared Goff as well because he's having a hard time putting things together and he's a little more turnover prone.
1: Well, the one thing I will say is that Pete Carroll really does seem to struggle at at figuring out how to – uh, attack this Rams offense and so a lot of times the, the Jared Goff and the Rams they'll have success on offense against Seattle when they haven't had success against other teams so uh, will he finally be able to figure it out this week I think it's going to be a close game but I, I do think that Seattle is going to be able to pull out the win with the division title on the line Sunday night football
0: which should be an exciting matchup you got Tennessee at Green Bay I like the Titans here Brandon
1: I do. I like the Titans, too. I think I said this last week that I thought that they would lose last week to Detroit and then come back and beat the Packers just because it it seems like, yes, their defense isn't that great. I, I don't know if I am all that sold on Green Bay's defense either, but it's that Tennessee offense that I think matches up really well against this Packers uh, against this Packers defense. So I think of of all the games that I feel strongly about, i I feel the most strongly about Tennessee's ability to beat the Packers.
0: Monday night football, Buffalo at New England. And for the first time in 12 years, Brandon, the Patriots are not in the post season. I mean, I know Bill Belichick's a good coach here, but I don't know what he's going to have left for his guys to really get up about. And Buffalo is really starting to feel it right now. I like Buffalo to win by double digits.
1: Yeah, and even hearing Belichick in some of the the post game press conferences, his radio appearances, he just sounds uh, that he's a little bit bummed out about it. And it's you, obviously you can't blame him. He has had success for so long, and yeah, it, it could be tough for him to motivate his guys and Buffalo. I, other than the Chiefs, I mean, it feels like it's an an AFC championship between Buffalo and the Chiefs that we're just destined to get. And so I, I like the way the Buffalo is playing right now.
0: My featured guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Brandon, if they want to catch the latest episode of the podcast, how can they do that?
1: Yeah, check out seahawkerspodcast.com. Should have a new episode out Thursday morning, Christmas Eve. So add that to your, your lineup as your, you know, either going on your, your holiday travels or around the house and, and uh, fire that up, listen in and also should have an interview coming up, talking about uh, previewing this Rams game as part of field goals uh, and our lineup over there, FieldGoals.com. Check it out.
0: Brandon, always appreciate the time. Always appreciate when I can get you on the show and talk NFL, you have yourself a very Merry Christmas and a great holidays and look forward to chatting with you next week.
1: Same to you, Anthony and go Hawks.